0: Good morning, Northlanders, and welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, sound off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett
1: that introduction, and yes, we do invite you, we uh, we implore you, we literally almost beg you to get involved and let your voice be heard this morning by letting us know at uh, area code 218-722-0839 uh, about how you feel about things. And man, I'll tell you what, Northlanders, there is stuff to talk about today, uh, and we're going to start off a little bit by giving you a little bit of an update on the East Palin- Palestine-Ohio uh, a train derailment because that is becoming more and more evident in the news almost every day because of uh, uh, environmental problems with uh, drinking wells, uh, skin rashes, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, Last night, well, uh, that's one of the things we're going to talk about. We're also going to talk about local initiatives uh, to, to finally once and for all get a copper nickel mine going in northern Minnesota. You know, PolyMet has been the one that has been Closest to actually operating. Well, there's news on that front this morning as well uh, with a merger that is going to make a huge uh, financial difference, I think, in this whole operation. There's going to be a merger between Polymet and uh, te- uh, Tech, T-E-C-K, which is another huge operation. We'll talk about that as the morning goes along too. But first of all, this Palestine deal. Last night, hundreds of residents from East Palestine Ohio turned out for a community meeting Wednesday night when they grilled government officials about water and air quality following a train derailment that led to the interna- intentional burning of hazardous chemicals in cars on the tracks. That's right, they they were concerned. Uh, the railroad uh, that that was responsible for the um, derailment of the train was concerned about this hazardous chemicals leaking. So, so what they decided to do about it was have a, what they call, a contained burn right there on the railroad tracks right in the middle of the town. I mean, we're talking about an area that's about a mile from the elementary school, not even that far. Uh, anyway, initially the meeting was supposed to be a moderated town hall form. You know what that is? That's where you, where people sit in chairs, and they raise their hand one at a time, come up. They have a moderator, and all of the executives or the town uh, council or whatever it is, sits at a dais, and they answer these questions. Well, it was originally set up to be that, but the format changed to an open house model. Now, an open house model is where people... People are there, and uh, the moderator just kind of wanders around the room and asks questions with people, where people can go to individual tables. Uh, they can ask questions according to NewsNation local affiliate WKBN. But Mayor Trent Conway switched back to a town hall format mid-meeting so that everyone could try to get answers to their questions. He tried his best to keep the meeting orderly, as people shouted questions in the packed gymnasium at East Palestine High School. My greatest concern is that my citizens feel safe, Conway said. Um, about 50 freighter cars, 10 of which were carrying hazardous materials, derailed in the Ohio village the night of February 3rd. The train was carrying products from Madison, Illinois, to Conway, Pennsylvania at the time of the derailment. The release of toxic chemicals threatened and still threatening the health of thousands of people who were forced from their homes for a period of time. Although the evacuation order has now been lifted, there was growing concern among the residents. Some have reported burning sensations in their eyes as well as headaches. Others have said they have seen dead fish in area streams and livestock has just fallen over dead. Which is not a good sign when you got chickens and uh, things like that that are just dying in their pens uh, from breathing the air. The lack of information coming from officials is frustrating residents, including Chris Wallace, who was at the meeting. He he was uh, he left dissatisfied by the meeting. They're not answering anything, from what I've seen at all. He said, uh, "Officials, uh, get this now." <laughs> Officials, including representatives from the Environmental Protection Agency, previously had said monitoring uh, has shown that the water and the air quality is safe, though that has uh, done little to quell residents' concerns. Um, If the air is so clean and the water is safe, why is everyone having all these symptoms? Norfolk Southern uh, Railroad, the responsible party, the uh, train company, was uh, said they were going to send representatives to the meeting, but then they decided not to. All these people gathered to hear from the, uh, from the uh, responsible party, the train company that uh, had the derailment, but the train company said citing concerns for their employees' bodily safety. In other words, they thought they were going to be attacked by residents of uh, Palestine. EPA Administrator Michael Regan, sharing an interview he had with Fox News on Twitter, said he will be going to East Palestine on Thursday to visit the site of the derailment and meet with residents and emergency responders. Well, it's about time. Anyway, uh, the community and everybody else in that area is holding North uh, Northfolk Southern accountable. The EPA is on the ground in East Palestine. They've tested more than 400 homes Uh, 21 wells and monitored for mass cleanup. Anyway, we'll continue this story, but right now we have our friend Chad from uh, Dead on Arms, uh, one of the finest uh, firearm dealers and shooting ranges in not only the Northland, but I think anywhere in the country. And I've said this before, Chad, I've been to a lot of shooting ranges down here in Florida. You got them all beat, buddy.
2: Well, thank you, Brad. That's that's great to hear. You know, we run run a top-notch facility and we want to thank everybody that comes out and uses the facility. Not only do we do the retail, the permit to carry, the gunsmithing, the rental department. There's a lot we do at Jet on Arms, and we talk about it every week. You know, yesterday I got to meet some folks that listened to your show, call in on your show, and they were, they were in, and they said, Chad, you got a great place here. Uh, we come in here, we do a lot of business with you. You know, I hear that from a lot of folks. And we want to yeah, thank those folks nice. for coming
1: out that's super you you still do your senior special don't you on uh, what is it 55 plus on Mondays through Thursdays
2: yes Brad, we do that Monday through Thursdays a lot of folks still come up and use that you know they, we find that the older folks like to shoot 22s so we have a lot of 22 ammo on stock uh, 22s are extremely fun so we, we do have yep. a lot of folks that come up and use that
1: well I'll tell you what you you do have one of the finest facilities anywhere and it's a it's a complete Facility meaning when you walk in the front door of the place, you're going to be met by a retail facility that's second to none. You can buy firearms. You can buy clothing. You can buy protective devices, ears, eyes, reloading devices, just about anything to do with the shooting industry. You can buy it there. But then, as Chad said, you can uh, take concealed carry classes. You can take pistol safety classes. And they're all done in a beautiful training facility where there's tables and chairs and a place for an instructor to give the class. So if you have not been up to dead-on arms yet, shame on you, but get in your vehicle and head up Highway 2 coming out of Proctor about 8 miles. On the left-hand side, you will find Dead-On Shooting Range. They've got a fantastic web website where uh, they list a lot of the things going on, uh, concealed carry classes, etc., That's DeadOnShootingRange.com. You can find a lot of that information right there. Uh, But they're open uh, almost every day and great hours and lots of uh, great people up there that can help you out as well. So Dead On Shooting Range. We've got to go to our first break of the morning. We'll be right back.
0: Your Twin Ports home for Twins Baseball. In the corner.
1: go. KDAL.
3: KDAL, Time is eleven twenty-two. We got twins baseball on this radio station. <laughs> I
1: well, haven't heard. Well, can you believe it's going to be baseball season before you even get it? Oh
3: my goodness! Uh, let's see here. What do we have for twins baseball? We've got, uh, of course, spring training, and uh, that's all going to happen. You know, I've got a couple of different ones here. I got to of Oh, here it is. Um, we've got spring training Saturday, February twenty-fifth, versus Tampa Bay. You better not cheer for the Rays
1: come on. Why not?
3: <laughs> uh, so Saturday uh, we start broadcasting Twins Baseball albeit uh, spring training. Uh, Saturday at uh, noon. Saturday the 25th at noon. First Twins and game. And there
1: will be times uh, when our show here is uh, is either moved forward a little bit. Uh, we've had a, an agreement with Bruce Siski that on many occasions yeah. when the game starts early, we'll bump our station up and start yep. at 10 o'clock instead of 11 o'clock. And, and, we'll try to at least let you know the day before when that's going to Yeah,
3: happen. and for the record, the first one occurs on Monday the 27th. Monday the 27th, the Twins play Boston, and we, uh, we Sound Off, will be on 10 a.m. to noon on Monday the 27th, a shortened program.
1: All right. Well, back to this, uh, this contamination spill in East Palestine. Uh, the EPA is on the ground. They've tested 400 homes, 21 wells and they're monitoring the massive cleanup. Uh, there there have been people on TV uh, that have walked you down to streams and showing dead fish floating in streams. There's just so many things that people are really wondering about. Uh, people who live there are still ling- have st- lingering questions about plumes of smoke. It seems like the fire cannot be totally put out because of the kind of uh, substances that are in there, vinyl chloride, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, there is also a persistent odor, and more especially after uh, officials burned five train cars with vinyl chloride, that really seemed to fire things up in the air. Uh, officials maintain that the air is safe to breathe and caution those who use private wells to drink bottled water instead while they continue to test soil and groundwater in the site of the crash. And the, even the governor uh, of the state of Ohio. Uh, Michael DeWine has said, look, if I was uh, in that area, I would be drinking bottled water. I will continue to find out what the tests were showing as far as the air. I would alert and concern uh, anybody uh, that want to get back into their house that they should do it at their own risk. Uh, one of the uh, one of uh, uh, reporters had said recently that families have been diagnosed with upper respiratory infections. Uh, this was on News Nation with Brian Enton on uh, Como. Um, I know something was different when we left town, and there was uh, what ca- that chemical smell in your nose. Uh, Chris's wife Jamie said, "As if you were in the bathroom cleaning with bleach, and you walk out and you still smell that bleach in your nose," uh, she said. "That's what what people are are feeling." Well, there's going to be ab- absolutely going to be massive lawsuits. Norfolk Fork Southern uh, has is already giving more than $1.5 million to more than t- 1,000 families and established a, a $1 million fund for the community. But that, that's just going to be the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Norfolk Southern president said, we will be the judge of our actions, and you, you will be the judge of our actions. Um, CEO Alan Shaw said in a statement, we're cleaning up the site in an environmentally reasonable way. Reimbursing residents affected by the derailment, working with members of the community to identify what is needed uh, to help East Palestine recover and thrive. Um, but it's it it really is truthfully a bigger mess than people had uh, originally thought, and uh, the lingering effects, uh, you know, could be for a long, long time. In in the meantime, on a little lighter note, folks. And I'm going to say this with tongue-in-cheek right off the bat. This is a made-up story by the Babylon Bee, which is a newspaper, but it's a fictitious newspaper. But it hits at home pretty good. Uh, Representative Elon Omar has canceled a planned rally to support the victims of East Palestine's chemical spill after learning that East Palestine is actually in America. (laughs) East Palestine is just a small town in Ohio. Is that where all the white people live, Uh, uh, said a disappointed Omar to her brother while they were out on a Valentine's Day date? See, all of these things, little puns, but but puns uh, more about actual things that have happened with Elon. You know, she was married to her brother for a while to get him to come over here to America. Who cares about Ohio? Some train did something. Who cares? Remember that statement of hers? Some people did something. Who cares? Sources say the planned rally was going to raise funds for the thousands of people who are getting sick and dying after hostile forces burned thousands of gallons of toxic and chemicals. That sounds like something the evil Zionists will do, Omar. Uh, I will be looking forward to leading a death to Israel chant. Bummer. Uh, But now she's uh, claiming that actually the train derailment and ensuing ecological disaster is because of the Jews. See, this is all made up. This is not actually really what she did, but it takes pieces that she has said in the past and works them into the story, which I think is kind of cute by Babylon Bee, but you have to know that it's not legitimate. Anyway, the question is coming up now, Northlanders, and uh, we're going to get into it here after the CBS News a little bit. You've asked it on this show. I've asked it. We've heard people talking about it. Why... Um with these uh these balloons and unidentified flying objects that we've been shooting down over the last week or so, why did they actually use missiles you know uh, th- these uh these uh, aim nine x sidewinder missiles that cost a lot of money. Why did we use those to shoot these things down why didn't we just use relatively cheap a belt ammunition that these aircraft carry as well for their own protection and and dogfighting with other planes? Why didn't they just uh, fire off a number of uh, uh, of bullets and uh, knock these items down? Well, we'll get into that when we come back after the CBS News because evidently there is a rational reason for it, and I have a couple of stories this morning that, that point out to why. So if you've been wondering about that yourself, uh, we'll get into that. Uh, by the way, the... Uh, there is a, uh, a kind of a questionable thing that's going on in regard to this as well. They're talking about the uh, last plane that, or the last uh, unidentified object that was shot down over Lake Huron. They're wondering why the aircraft that shot it down had to use two Sidewinder missiles. What was the uh, was their shooting off? Did they uh, not uh, prepare properly? Was this a um, uh, why did they miss with the first missile? I know, oh, by the way, uh, these missiles cost a whopping $400,000 apiece. So it was almost like they were criticizing the 148th Air Wing, who was uh, the, the pilots of these planes that shot this missile down. But we'll talk about that because there's, a legitimate reason for that as well. So when we come back, we'll get into it here on Sound Off 610 KDAL Radio.
3: KDAL time is 1134. We have sunshine here in Duluth. Uh, we have cold temperatures. Uh, current temperature is 11 degrees. Uh, today's going to be a cold day. Things are going to turn around, though, so... Uh... Just be patient if you're uh, not a fan of the cold weather, but uh, see, Brad, on the phone, we do have Chris Lohmeyer from Solutions Insurance Agency, and today he has got a business insurance, a commercial policy customer, saved him a lot of money, Brad, and increased their coverages.
1: We always love that when they do a combination of saving them money and giving them better coverage. And, you know, most of the time, Chris, uh, when we're talking about the win of the week, we're, we're talking about things like car insurance, home insurance, somebody that's maybe got a personal thing. But you guys write a lot of business insurance, and today we're going to be talking about a business. So give us a scoop. What happened on this one, Chris Lohmeyer?
0: Yes, good morning, Brad. That's right. You know, we like to kind of shift back and forth between personal insurance wins of the week. And commercial or business insurance wins of the week. So, you know, it's been a little while, so I thought it'd be a good time to switch on over and let's talk about a nice, exciting business win of the week. So this particular business, now this is a manufacturer and installer of all different types of garage doors. So commercial, okay. residential, even aircraft hangers, you know, they install Woo! and manufacture garage doors for that. So uh, very interesting there. But uh, one, of our, one of our seasoned agents... With decades and decades of experience in commercial insurance, uh, they gave him a call, and they were having some problems with their current insurance company. As a matter of fact, that company said, you know, this isn't an area that we want to insure anymore, you know, as far as what your business does, so we're going to non-renew your policy. So, Ooh. Uh, yeah, so Bill, in our office, Bill, he rolled up his sleeves, and he was able to absolutely find them replacement insurance, And on their auto, their fleet policy, he added two additional vehicles for them. He added $250,000 in transit coverage for their stock, their inventory that they didn't have before. And with all that, Brad, the premium that Bill found for them was $5,000 less than what their premium was with that other company.
1: (laughs) You know when 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 somebody like Bill says this to a manufacturing company, does the does the principal at the manufacturing company, uh, Chris Lomair, many times kind of stop and have that like that jaw drop thing, and then they have to kind of get themselves together and say, oh oh uh, yeah, gee, that's really a really a nice deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to think that they do, Brad. Absolutely. So we're yeah. real excited about this win of the week, and it just goes to show out there we want to get the word out there. That uh, for all different types of businesses, no matter what they are, and also no matter how big or small that they are, we're absolutely ready. Our commercial insurance department is ready to roll up our sleeves to do the insurance shopping for that business so they can focus on running that company. And uh, we can see what we can do for them, just like we did for for this business. So all they have you to do bet. is give us a call at the 218-628-1878, 218 628 and we sell, we're licensed in most every state in the United States. So we actually have wow. business insured all over the U.S., which is just just a cool thing, you know, to have. But it
1: really is. And I'll bet you many times it helps you with commercial businesses that might have locations located outside of the Twin Ports area.
0: Absolutely. You're right. There are many businesses, like you said, that have locations here in the Twin Ports, but also maybe they're based in another state Um, Certainly your listener area, any businesses, not only in Minnesota, but Wisconsin, Michigan, they absolutely can give us a call, too.
1: Fantastic. Well, here you have, just to recap, Northlanders, here you have a commercial policy business, manufacturer and installer, not only garage doors for, like, your home garage, but businesses, uh, airplane hangers, all of that kind of stuff, and they save them over $5,000 a year that's a quarterly savings of $1,250 or a monthly savings of over $417, a substantial benefit. But a real help to this company, whose previous insurance company was actually thinking of dropping them and letting them go. They wanted to move on to a different kind of business. And this business now not only found a new home, a new uh, a new uh, uh, commercial agency, but a new agent. Bill, that will help them with anything uh, for issues in the future. And again, all you have to do is call 218-628-1878. That's 218-628-1878 and just say, hey, can you give me that free insurance checkup that they talk about on the radio? And it really is that simple. They'll take the information from you one time And within a very short period of time, they'll come back to you with their lowest rates. They don't represent one company. They don't represent five companies. They represent literally 50 to 60 different companies. Um, All of them, many of them looking to do business just with somebody like you. So give them a call today. Thank you very much, uh, Chris Lohmeyer. We look forward to these every week. It's just amazing the kinds of money that people can save out there if they just do a little work. Uh, if solutions does a little work for them, I should say thank you. Well, Kenny, um, we've done our CBS News. I want to I want to get into this story a little bit about uh, the co- information is coming out now because a lot of people have asked Cong- Congress asked the other day. Uh, Congress got some information evidently on some of these shoot-downs. and first of all, let me just say this: they they still don't know what some of these things were, like Over Lake Huron. They're not sure what that was. I'm looking at a story this morning, though, to tell you that there's a lot of stuff up there in the atmosphere. There's a story here, here out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, that East Michigan students—this is the East Michigan College students—launched a, uh, a, 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 a a well, <laughs> I guess it would be a balloon. Launched a balloon a hundred thousand feet in the air. Uh, students were were studying cosmic rays. Uh, This is Ypsilanti, Michigan. Far above the clouds, cameras on top of the weather balloon launched by the Eastern Michigan University captured the curvature of the Earth. One image showed that southeastern Michigan, Lake uh, St. Clair and Lake Erie, looked like from 90,000 feet above. Another shows the balloon exploding uh, due to the change in atmospheric pressures. On top of the uh, dazing, dazzling images, these weather balloons prepared by EMU atmospheric physics students also produce data to share with NASA on a national project. These high-altitude weather balloons, or HABs, are the current center of the program selected to participate alongside about 70 other colleges in NASA and Montana State University's nationwide eclipse balloon project now I'm here to tell you that not all of these balloons get registered with the FAA Uh, a lot of these balloons are sent up strictly as uh, test cases for the different colleges and we don't know that that might be what what was shot down that some balloon that maybe uh, they lost control of just put up in the atmosphere but here's the story out of uh, out of MSN this morning Since February 4th, three UFOs, a.k.a. UAPs, uh, unidentified pieces of whatever, uh, and a Chinese spy balloon have been shot down by U.S. fighter jets over North America. The most recent one shot down over Lake Huron caused some trouble for the military. Despite appearing to have no ability to propel itself, it took two Sidewinder missiles to take the object out, with the first one missing it completely, and it's now supposedly uh, sitting uselessly at the bottom of Lake Huron. I hope it exploded or, or whatever. Uh, that proved to be a costly mistake for the U.S. military with one missile costing a whopping $400,000. And like I say, it's now sitting at the bottom of Lake Huron. Uh, it's not clear how the F-16 pilot managed to miss the target Especially considering the object likely had no ability to move on its own, in other words, it couldn't avoid the missile at all. When the cost of running the expensive F-16 jet and the two sidewinder missiles are are considered, the military spent almost one million dollars just to take out one single UFO. Uh, it could have been a balloon. Could have been whoever knows. The 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 military. Uh, evidently says they they take careful analysis of the debris field usually it's best to wait until the object makes its uh, movement over water as seen by the chinese spy balloon shoot down um, and that's when they'll when they fire on it but uh they went on to say in the in the story later that the reason that they don't use uh you know t- type things like like regular bullets to shoot it down is that, uh, the, well, first of all, you can't really pop a giant balloon with gunfire at 40,000 feet. You can fill a balloon full of bullet holes, and it's going to stay at altitude. Uh, because. And the, said fighter pilot uh, and former Air Force Lieutenant General David Dep, Deptula, he says the air pressure that high up doesn't allow helium to freely escape through small holes, in other words, you punch a bunch of small holes in it with bullets uh, air's not the helium's not going to escape escape like it will with a major punch through by a missile that will explode and tear a major hole in the balloon, even if jet fighters flying by at hundreds of miles an hour can riddle the nearly stationary balloon with bullets, it's not going to bring it down. <clears throat> it will gradually, over a period of time, lose some of the helium and come down. But the British press roasted Canada's Air Force pilots for failing to pop the rogue balloon themselves. Canadian F or CF-18s were equipped with air-to-air missiles, but citizens would not have appreciated having a missile blown up over their heads, A uh, Canadian Air Force spokesman Major Ronald Lavoy said. Also, it might be overkill spending a couple of hundred thousand dollars on a missile to shoot down a balloon that 's drifting away so we're we 're starting to get more and more information on these things and The more information we get, it sounds like there 's a lot of these types of things that universities put up to be studying different research projects and weather conditions and atmospheric uh, uh, you know different things and we might just be overreacting in some cases uh the biden administration but then again could it be that they're concerned maybe they've had uh some threats made against us airspace and we do know that one of the things they said that they've done recently is they've dialed up or tightened down the uh the uh equipment that they're reading these signals Uh, in the air from. In other words, they're being a little more selective and really watching closer to see what's coming into our airspace. Anyway, we've got to take our first uh, Minnesota news break of the day. Uh, We'll do that and then we'll come back with more here on our number one sound off on 610 KDAL Radio.
3: KDAL time is 1152, 14 degrees at Duluth Sky Harbor Airport. Now, the Army Corps of Engineers at 16 degrees. We might see another degree or two, uh, and that's going to be the warm warmest we're going to see today, maybe 17, 18 degrees downtown, and then things are going to change tonight. We're going to get below zero here in the Twin Ports, maybe single digits below zero outside of uh, the Twin Ports. We're going to see teens, maybe 20 below in some areas, and uh, things were... Uh, Things were pretty cold uh, this morning, Brad. I had three at the K Ranch.
1: Ooh, that's cold. That's really that is cool. chilly. <laughs> that is. Listen, we have a couple of callers I want to try to get on here before the end of this hour. First up is Randy from up in Cloquet. Randy, welcome.
4: Well, hey, Brad.
5: Good morning. Hey, I, I had about 29 years of experience in the insurance claims area, and uh, part of okay. that was large loss. Okay. You know, when something yep. like this happens, I don't know if Norfolk is a self-insured entity or if they have an insurance company or a number of insurance companies. But crisis management and set the reserves and get experts, a lot of this stuff takes time. I remember on some large losses, Brad, I would get two or three different experts involved to find the same cause, you know. And, yeah. and sometimes yeah. the insurance companies' legal departments will say, don't say anything. We live in a litigious uh, uh, society and I'm not putting blame on or against the railroad or you know, we got a lot of misinformation out there and and maybe Norfolk wanted to make a statement but they were advised not to. We don't know all that. But I do think the federal government should be more more involved or Facebook oh, yeah. know, like FEMA. You know, maybe FEMA could get involved or the EPA and and uh, the transportation secretary. but Well, but, you know, we Randy,
1: that's the, that's the big thing that keeps coming up and up and up again, Randy, is yeah. that where is yeah. Pete Buttigieg? Where is the head of the transportation agency? He exactly. hasn't even shown up yet. Exactly. And, and you know, Norfolk's going to pay for this. It, it takes a
5: while. A lot of people think it's a McDonald's society where they can order something right away. Well, you know, we got a test and everything like that. I think it should be a, a group effort with with yeah. Norfolk and the federal government. It's not very good at communication. That, that's all I wanted to say, Brad. I appreciate you. All right. So. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Randy. And Randy's absolutely right. Uh, I read a piece on Norfolk, and they've evidently got a number of major carriers that insure them different pieces of the of the company, and they're self-insured in some areas as well. So there's, there's going to... You know, Norfolk has come out and made a statement that they know they're going to be responsible and they're going to do the right thing, but they're going to check on if there was any other contributing factors, if somebody else had done something with the rail lines. Um, And there's a lot of uh, things that will take time to do, as Randy said. Now, let's see. Want to get on uh, Tom from Port Wing before we run out of time here. Tom, good morning. Well, good morning
4: to you, Brad. And I just wanted to say something about these, Uh, balloons. And what I really want to say is, you know, there's no UFO out there. There's nothing there. Uh, The president of the United States is the guy who's missing in action on this. You know, we (laughs) deserve an explanation. If they don't know by now, uh, I would be really surprised. I mean, just come out and tell us, where where is the president on this? He's hiding. And, you know, this is how these foolish conspiracy theories get started you know well you know maybe it's this maybe it's that no it you were it was stupidly handled the first one should have been shot out we look at the stuff what's on the ground it comes from china blah 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 and let's move on but no they, they, they go about it all wrong. And then he clams up and goes and hides in the basement of the White House. And people have a right to know. We, as American citizens, have a right to know what the heck it was about. And it's, I don't believe it's anything, you know, uh, nefarious really other than the usual Chinese spying or Russian spying or in any other country in the world spying. But come out and tell us. We should know by There's now. There's uh, uh,
1: probably no Martians there, though, right?
4: No. just no. <laughs> You know, come on. Yeah. Uh, he's missing in action, and he should step forward uh, because it, it it isn't something that is, uh, you know, a top secret whatever.
1: Come no, on. Not at all. Not at all. In fact, you're absolutely right. Uh, congressmen, both Democratic and Republicans, have come out and, and so have a lot of other officials and said, look, they, you know, there's probably nothing nefarious going on here, but just come out and tell us the truth. The people of this country are worried. A lot of people are worried that there may be a potential somebody trying to figure out if they can attack us or not. So come out and tell us the truth. If it's a bunch of college people, eastern Michigan, whoever it is, that put up physics study balloons, let us know that and uh And let us know what was shot down, and we'll move on and uh, hopefully everybody's attitude will be a little better but uh yeah this the president has has really been absent without leave a w o l on this one he uh he has sent out uh Jean Paris to talk to people, but she can't even pronounce canada right and uh I don't know if she's ever been to Canada or canadida what however she pronounced it um but you know you can't blame. And and the military, they're told, uh, you know, you got something that's unidentified on a radar screen. Yeah, it's probably a a balloon of some sort that has gotten loose or drifted away in the atmosphere, and uh, there is no way to communicate it. So it's coming into our airspace, and uh, they report back to a headquarters, and that headquarters may have been notified by uh, Joe Biden how to shoot down anything that is unidentified. Anyway, we'll, we'll be back with a lot more in hour number two coming up shortly.